Azeroth, the history is recorded in Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. To Azeroth, a history. A look into the history of Azeroth and how it pertains to World of Warcraft today. I'm your co-host, Bam Bam Anderson. And I'm your co-host, Winona Kasavant, a.k.a. Senpai, with two Ps. It's been a while since we last recorded. It has. It has definitely been more than a month. Yeah, and uh, the, the reason for that is because I was waiting and waiting and waiting for what finally came out on Tuesday. Tuesday! Or, well... The announcement on Tuesday that the uh, new patch is going to be out on the 25th, which is next Tuesday. But by the time this uh, actually goes up, the raid will be open on that following Tuesday. Yes. So many The raid will be up. People will be enjoying it and perhaps even playing while listening to us to get that kind of meta experience. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably be farming rather than raiding while listening to us, but I mean, that's what I do. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the reason I was waiting is because I want to talk to you about Queen Ashara. The Queen. Yeah. So this is someone who I've made no secret that I want to bring down for years, like since I started reading the books. And in fact, I've gone back and started rereading the books again because I'm a nerd. And yeah, so let's go into why that is. Uh, we do have to do a little bit of a roundabout, though, into Night Elf society. Uh, before the Sundering, a lot of elves were born with golden eyes. Or sorry, not a lot of elves were born with golden eyes. So it was rare to have golden eyes. Yeah, but the so most most elves were born with uh, with silver. Um, okay. And most most elves are still born with silver. Uh, and then we're going to ignore my night elves black eyes because that's a whole different thing entirely. <laughs> that I'm doing a YouTube video on. Hoo-hoo. Yeah. Um, Ashara was one of those ones born with golden eyes, and this was usually seen as a sign of greatness. Okay. Yeah. Um, another person that was born with gold eyes was Illidan Stormrage. Oh, snap. Who I've mentioned before. And his twin brother, Malfurion, was born with silver eyes, but then earned gold eyes. I don't even... So if you're, like, badass enough, your eyes can change color? Apparently. I don't know how rare that is, though. I mean, if I'm just speaking, like, honestly, I find silver eyes better than gold eyes. I agree. IMO. I agree. Then again, my night elf has black eyes now. <laughs> Goth. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know a lot about her early life before she became the queen. Um, in Legion, one of the shaman artifacts was once hers. So she's mentioned in the book about the artifact uh, for the story of her coronation. But when we first see her in the War of the Ancients trilogy, which is the book series I'm rereading again, she's already queen, been queen for like some time at that point. Uh, and she's described as a great beauty. Uh, great beauty. But, Gorgeous. Yeah. Like, absolutely beautiful. And that she... A modern times Cleopatra. Yeah, I'd go with that. Um, and she was incredibly gifted magically, more so than almost any other elf. And we see that during the Warbringer shirt when she holds that massive amount of water back. Oh, okay. Yeah, remember when I showed you that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she does that in the book. It's just it's a little bit different. That's typically how it goes. Mm -hmm. uh, her coronation ceremony lasted days. Uh, so I'm tempted to call it a bit of a festival. 
during which people would lavish her with gifts of lavish things. I mean, I want a festival where people lavish me with lavish gifts. Isn't that your birthday? I wish. (laughs) I wish I could convince people to celebrate me for multiple days in a row. Yeah, I don't know if I could do multiple days anymore. I'm getting kind of old. I don't know. (laughs) Multiple days is the minimum. Okay. Ideally, all of September would just be one giant celebration of Bam Bam. You know, there'd be no school for certain days, (laughs) stat holidays, you know, get that double time if you're gonna pay. Yeah. Yep. I I can maybe get on board with this, probably. (laughs) Uh, Xavius, who we know from previous episodes, gave her the scepter of Sheristal, which is uh, the thing that becomes the shaman artifact, uh, along with a shield of the Sea Queen for restoration shamans. Oh, cool. So only healing shamans. Noise. Uh, after the coronation, she ordered a palace be built on the shores of the Well of Eternity. So this is also when they renamed the city Zin Ashari, which means Glory of Ashara, to please her. Uh, and they changed the name from Elundris, which means the Eye of Elun. So, like, Elun's like the moon goddess okay. that they worship. Yeah. So, huge sign of disrespect for Elun. Right? Yeah. Um... I mean, that's just asking for some kind of god-hate, anger, wrath. You'd think so. Fire and brimstone. Uh, Loon doesn't really work in fire and brimstone. But, yeah, I get it. Drowning beneath oceans? Oh, we're getting there. Um, Now, at this point, I don't know if it's her using her magic to persuade people, like, or if they just do shit for her anyway. Okay. I don't know if they just legitimately loved her or if she's just that fucking mind warpy controlly. I don't know. She scares me though. I think you don't need magic to be able to mind warp and control people. That's true, yeah. You just need to be Oh fuck, I'm really quiet. A persuasive person and like have people skills. Also no soul. No soul is generally necessary. I mean, she has a soul. Whether it's a good soul, it's a different story. But yeah, um, once the palace is built, though, that's when uh, her and her court start doing experiments to uncover the secrets of the Well of Eternity. Fair. Um, And then we come up on the palace in the books of Richard Knack. Uh, The first scene is her overseeing one of these experiments. Okay. Yeah. Um, And that's... So far, that's all for the books, though, um, and a lot of it comes from Warcraft Chronicle 1 and the book about the scepter in the shaman hall that I have to look up separately because <laughs> I don't have a shaman. Um, then when we come into the trilogy and some time traveling and some other time traveling, which I'm going to hate to talk about, <laughs> I'm going to quote a Starfleet captain here. <laughs> Uh, time travel. Since my first day on the job as a Starfleet captain, I swore I'd never let myself get caught in one of those godforsaken paradoxes. The future is the past, the past is the future, it all gives me a headache. I love time travel when I can consume it. I don't like it when I have to talk about it. (laughs) I'm trying to remember the quote from that thing I've never seen. That's fine. Timey-wimey, swiggly, biggly. Oh, yeah, I don't remember the Doctor Who one either. But that. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's what happens in Warcraft. Um, yeah, I don't like talking about it that much because it's so it's it's something that gives me a headache. 
Absolutely. Anytime you start trying to delve into like the science of time travel, it just kind of goes in a circle yep. and like gets you confused and, and yep. The paradox. The yep. paradox is real. Also brain hurt. Yeah. Um the books though are considered the canon lore. So, uh the instance that we go into the um the actual dungeon that we go into, that's part of an alternate timeline. Okay. Yeah. But we do get to fight with Illidan in that one. That's fun. <laughs> Um, now that, uh, we have talked a little bit, uh, but I haven't delved into a lot of Ashara aside from wanting to be, co- uh, Sargeras's consort and how, pe- how powerful Manoroth figured she was, uh, with maybe Archimon being able to best her. So far, that's all I've really gotten into though. Mm-hmm. Um, when demons started pouring out of the palace, some of the night elves were uneasy to say the least. Illidan, Malfurion, and their friend Tyrande Whisperwind, along with a time-traveling Crassus, Ronan, and Broxigar, as well as the Dragonflights and Wild Gods, mount a resistance. There's a lot of people there. That's a hella resistance. Mm-hmm. Got some big names. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point when... The, uh, it's at that point when they thought that the Highburn were somehow holding the Queen hostage and doing all of this against her will. Okay. Yeah. Not uh, true. No. But no one knew that at the time. She's too pretty to be mean. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, those people have never gone to high school (laughs) because it's always the pretty ones who are the meanest. It's true. That's so true. Oh, man. Uh, And considering how fucking powerful she is, I don't see how they could have thought that. Like, I I don't know. It's probable she hid. She has a vagina. (laughs) Obviously, she can be overpowered. Well, no, because um, Night Elf Society is very almost Amazonian. Maybe not quite that far. Okay. But, like, the women are in power. It's it's the priestesses that lead uh, the Sisterhood of Elune. It's called the Sisterhood of Elune, even though they allow male priests now. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it's always women in charge. Well, that's good. Yeah. So it's definitely not that she could use a dick. <laughs> to say it. <laughs> Uh, is that my point or is that your point i think that's your point (laughs) i was just saying that they probably thought she was kidnapped because she's a woman and could be easily overpowered i think she just hid her talent to be honest which is honestly a smart thing to do it's good to not let people know all the cards you've got packing exactly although your aces in the sleeves or your d's in the cups i don't know whatever you know (laughs) something like that uh, they very specifically thought it was Xavius that was doing this, too. Uh, which, I mean, I'd buy it, but at the same time, like, no, I've done a lot of research on this woman. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Malfurion, after learning some new skills from Cenarius, uh, decided to go into the Emerald Dream. Mm. Ah, yes, the Emerald Dream. Yep, to sort of spy on some of the Highborn and figure out their plans, because you can actually, like, move around within the world but still within this, like, weird um, parallel dimension type thing. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's cool and weird. Um, the snag is, though, when he gets into Xavius's tower, Xavius can see him. Because Xavius wah, has... Wah. Yeah. Xavius has false enchanted eyes that allow him to see into the other plane, and he hurts Malfurion. And then ends up dying in an explosion in the tower. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of course, we know he doesn't actually die at this point. Uh, Sargeras basically holds his spirit hostage. 
Oh my goodness. Yep. That's uh, some shit. Yep. And he tortures him for failing and <sighs> and then and then finally resurrects him as a satyr. <sighs> yep. Wow. Yeah. I mean, damn. Yeah. Um, the war, as far as Ashar is concerned, ends with uh, the Sundering, which we've talked about before, but I've left out a few details. Um, mostly because I hadn't mentioned a few people at the time. Um, very key to the final battle was Broxigar, the time-traveling orc. Cool. Yep. Uh, the last battle on the on the shores of the well, the Red Dragonflight, along with Ronin, Crosses, and Brox. Uh, the Night Elf Resistance is able to hold back the Legion, but Brox is a warrior. He's looking around... He sees, uh, he sees this is the pal- the place for magic users, but there's not really a lot else that he can do at this point. Um, so he's flying around with the red dragon, looking at the portal that Sargeras is planning on coming through and onto Azeroth. And he goes ahead and jumps through. <laughs> yep. Just takes a leap. Yep. Uh, and sadly, this is the end of Brox, but he did manage to at least hit Sargeras and keep him from crossing over into Azeroth. Well, that's good. Yeah, nice is. little noble sacrifice there. Yeah, it's a uh, very orcish death, if I do say so. Um, they, they're all about honor. Fair enough. Like Klingons. For all the honor of Grayskull! It's been a long time since I watched T-Man. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Wait, you don't even know that one? I'm just a pocket full of references to things I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's good. There's also other things in the pocket if you're interested. Uh-oh. <laughs> she winked at me. I <laughs> that laugh. Okay. She's giving me a weird look. All the looks are weird, This is so great audio right here, right? Just... All of the looks are weird. <laughs> Uh, when Ronan and Crassus finally make it back to their own time, which is shortly after the Third War, to share the story with the war chief, uh, so he celebrated, but he's gone. Bye bye. Yeah. Um, now the dungeon we go into in Cataclysm, Ronan, Crassus, and Brox aren't there. Okay. Um, it's a completely altered timeline, basically. Neat. Instead, we have a five-man group go and help Illidan, Tyrande, and Malfurion. And that's when the player fights back Manoroth and stops the portal from being strong enough to let Sargeras through. Cool. Uh, before we do that, though, we got our first in-game look at Ashara, and she was really, really pretty. Um, oh, what? Yeah. The person who's rumored to be really pretty was really pretty? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, that never happens. Right? Uh, we fight some of her guards, and she just kind of stands there, and then at the end of the fight, she escapes with her personal bodyguard. I'm just picturing it, like, bodyguards fighting in front of her, and her just, like, voguing in the back, being like, yeah, I'm hot. Oh, I think she's too lazy to vogue. What's she she, going to do with it? I don't think she has to vogue. She just stands there. Blizzard, that would have been a better idea. Go back and make her vogue. Dear Blizzard, (laughs) your game needs more voguing. (laughs) Signed, Queer Culture. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Um, there's something else that happens during the War of the Ancients that was not in the books. Um, that, I mean, well, there's a few different things, but this is one that's very important to Queen Ashara. Uh, in another region, not, uh, not very far from Zinashari and close to the city that Tyrande is from, uh, lies a re- region knows, known as Asuna. 
Asuna. Yeah. Uh, the ruler there, who was a highborn, but not one of Ashara's favorite highborn, was Prince Ferrandis. Uh, he ended up rebelling against Ashara and wanting to destroy the well on his own. He'd sooner, I'd sooner destroy it by myself. Yep. Uh, and he wanted to use the Tidestone of Golganess, uh, which was one of the pillars of creation. Sweet. Uh, one of his no- nobles ended up reporting him to Ashara, and then in Legion, we see the aftermath of what the cons- uh, what his consequences were of rebelling. Um, first, she destroyed the Tidestone. Take that! Yeah. And then she flooded the area. Sploosh! Lots of sploosh. Too much sploosh. No such thing. <laughs> uh, considering they killed a lot of night elves that live there, um, and then they were coursed to Rome as ghosts instead of like moving on to whatever's next. Death by snoo snoo. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch Futurama again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, and they all still absolutely hold him responsible. Like you, you actually play through the zone, and you hear all of them like spitting at him and like cursing his name and shit. And How dare you rebel and fuck all of us with it? Pretty much, yeah. That's I what mean, it was. That's kind of how it goes for any failed rebellion, really, because like it's a few key people trying to fight to make change that's going to benefit a lot of people in theory, but if they fail, it also hurts all of those people. Yep. Yeah, and it's yeah, it, it has nothing to do with the fact that like, oh, that's our queen, you shouldn't have moved against her. It's like, no, we're now trapped, and you're the one to blame. So yeah, fuck yeah. Um, and that leads us to the well. And the Sundering, Ashara's urge, uh, Ashara's urged by her highborn to actually flee, and they don't at her command. She keeps a shield up around them as long as she can, and then that's when she makes her deal with Nizoth, becomes a Naga, and her followers become Naga. Snapperdoo! Yeah. Um, and then the Naga at this point start building their underwater empire called Najatar, which you saw in the I sure did trailer that I showed her right before we started. Um, and we don't really hear a lot from her for a very long time. We see Naga here and there doing things in her name, uh, but that's about it. Until Legion, we don't we uh, until Legion when we do play through Asuna, which is the area that she flooded. Um, we find out that she's there for the same reason that we are. She's after the pieces of the Tidestone of Golganeth. I mean, like you shouldn't have fucking broke it then, bitch. Right? Rookie <sighs> mistake. I don't think she was thinking long term at the time. Obvi. <laughs> I'm angry. Let me just break your thing. Yeah. We don't know why she wants it, though. Probably to do something. Well, yeah. Obviously to do something. We now know, but we at that point, we didn't know. Um, she also shows up in front of Ferrandis as he comes to rescue us when we get kidnapped. And he doesn't recognize her since she looks, you know, like a big mermaid tentacly thing. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of... I, I think it's a disguise. I think she basically disguises herself as her before she transformed. Okay. I don't think that's real anymore. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's just a guess. Hearsay. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, what the good part about that is, though, all all his uh, all the people who've been cursing his name this whole, this whole time, mm-hmm. they witnessed that he stood up against her, Ooh. and they're like, hey, you know what? You did good. <laughs> good job. Yeah, so they... they Turn. You're still a fucker, but like, good on you. No, no, no. They, they've they've turned to his side at this point. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Took him long enough, right? Jeez, those are some flippy floppers. Yup. Yeah, but what does this have to do with now? What 
does it have to do with now? I will tell you, but first we have to check the auction house. Auction house. If you like what we do, consider donating through our Patreon at patreon.com slash senpaiandbampam. That's S-E-N-P-P-A-I-A-N-D-B-A-M-B-A-M. If you're unable to do that, we would also appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast service you use. It helps us open up to a wider audience. You can also share us with your friends, families, guildies, whoever. Um, Also, if you want to get in touch with us over on Discord, there will be a link in the show notes to join that. Uh, It is open to everyone with a patron-only section. You can also email us at senpaiandbambam at gmail.com and we'll find a place to answer questions. That's S-E-N-P-P-A-I and bambam at gmail.com. Um, also, if you want to check more out more of me talking about just random shit and answering questions that aren't related to Warcraft, I also have another podcast called Creative Conundrums with another friend of mine. Another friend of yours, too, actually. Doc. I know. I'm quite mm. excited about that one. You guys pump out a lot more content than we do. Yeah. Your schedules match a little better. A little bit better, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It really is. I'm perpetually busy. It's it's a state of life. That's fine. You it's have a school, choice. job, partner. Am I missing something? Second job. Oh, sh- damn. Yeah. 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 Also, social butterfly, extrovert. That's true. Type personality. And then there's me. <laughs> I don't want to leave my house. <laughs> All right. So now in Battle for Azeroth. Uh, the beginning of this expansion was very heavily based in, on Horde versus Alliance, um, but there are a good number of Naga encampments around, uh, both Zandalar and Kul'Tiris, and more than there are usually in the world up to this point. Like, we usually see one or two here or there around, like, older Night Elf zones. Okay. Yeah. Um, each zone on both continents has at least one encampment, and a couple places have two Ooh. Yeah, and there's oh, six zones altogether. Huzzah! Yeah. Um, on the Alliance side, we also find out that one of the ruling families in Kul Tiras have allied themselves with the Shara. What? Yep. Well. Mm-hmm. Huh. Actually, we find out two of them do. Oh, no. No, we don't quite know. No, we don't. Okay. We'll get into it in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then, as all the raids are winding down, winding down, the Naga start attacking the shores and more and more and more in different places. Finally, we get another quest line that is very heavily old god themed. Um, I'll go into that in a different episode, but it's worth bringing up just because it leads to the point five patch raid, uh, Crucible of Storms, which takes place inside Nizoth, I think. Okay. Uh, all. Like, everything says that it's inside him. <laughs> Is it like like that episode of Magic School Bus when they shrank down and, like, went inside that one kid? Like that? Uh... Or is it like the episode of Rick and Morty where there's a legit amusement park inside a dude? I don't think I saw that episode. Um, I'm going to go with the first one. But a little different. Like, we're inside, like, basically a mouth. There's teeth everywhere. There's eyes everywhere. There's tentacles everywhere. It's crazy. Um, also, there's one eye that if you touch it, you become uh, um, you become an enemy of everyone else around you. Hashtag hentai. 
I mean, there's no tentacles at that point, but yeah, they can all attack you and hit you and kill you. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. That was for a minute. <laughs> Only a minute? <laughs> that's not enough time. No. You need the ticklings for longer than that. <laughs> I, mean, that's... I mean, this is the hostile to your teammates, though. That's not good. Sometimes hostile makes it better. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Uh, and then one of her most devoted followers uh, was offered up to Naza's service and becomes the, the end boss in that raid. Okay. It's only two bosses, but yeah. Well, um, I want my money back. But we got so much more coming up. Woo! Because next is spoiler talk. <gasps> Even better. Yeah. Best so, part. Uh, so this is where I'm getting into spoilers for 8.2, which, which will have hit. Not the last Tuesday, but the Tuesday before. But the raid will be hitting this Tuesday when this goes up. Tuesdays, guys. <laughs> what you need to know is that good shit happens on Tuesdays. Yep. Um, so 8.2, The Rise of Ashara. If you're avoiding that, bye. If you're going to come and pull up a seat, take a load off your feet. Yeah, that's right. I got some Shania Twain in there. Oh, is that Shania Twain? Yes. Legit. I was just thinking about loads and feet and thinking there was probably someone out there jerking it. Oh. Yeah, no, definitely was uh, some come on over, baby, come on in lyrics. <laughs> such You're line. such a good Canadian. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. I am not. <laughs> That's fine. I am mucho dirty. <laughs> That's totally fine. <laughs> it's, it's also true, but yeah. Uh, so 8.2, the Horde sets out on what's left of their fleet in order to fall um, at the order of the war chief. We don't know what the plans are specifically, but we're following orders. You know, that's a good excuse in war times to get away with doing bad things. Kind of, yeah. I was just following orders. I mean... We know how it didn't work for some, but that's fine. Well, it depends how high-ranking you are, I, I guess, think. Like, yeah. once you hit a certain promotion, you just kind of have to realize, well, I'm going down with this ship. Yep. Um, and then the Alliance follows them, and then everybody gets bamboozled. Bamboozled! Uh, yeah. Ashara has tra a trap laid in. She raises Ashara using the Tidestone of Golganeth that she stole after we were done using it. Uh, it seems, and moves the water out of the immediate area, crashing down both faction fleets with some absolutely fascinating powers of display. Pa or display of powers. <laughs> <laughs> I can read my notes. Powers of display. All right, so hold on. Pause. Mm -hmm. Powers of display. Is that going to be like, oh, look, I'm so good at arranging flowers. Look at my power of display. Or is it going to be like Peacock, where you're like, Ooh. Showing off, and you're like, mm, yeah, powers of display. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, so pretty. Like, I'm curious now. I'm going to go with the peacock. Yeah? Because she's a queen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now if she doesn't have a peacock tail, I'm just mad. Well, she does not have a peacock tail. She has a lot of tentacles, though. Mm -hmm. And her her hair is, like, um, it's, like, white and serpenty and... Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that seems... Wiggly and <laughs> sexual, and I like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, both both factions go through the zone, uh, f kind of freeing everyone 
and everything from the Naga's hold, with much much of this ending in the raid, Ashara's Eternal Palace. And she is the last raid boss. Kind of. <laughs> we we I get to punch her at least, and that makes me happy. Uh, One solid punch. Yeah. Much of the way through the zone, she taunts the player too, um, and some of the other characters who are who were actually around during this uh, during the sundering or mm-hmm. the time before the sundering. Um, her fight starts with two star-crossed lovers, uh, two actors taking the stage to fight us. I, I've heard some say like this feels super out of place. I'm like, you know what? I'm a little bit more concerned that she's just that chill to let that happen, and let like just kind of watch us handle this shit and just sit back and kick it. I find that more concerning. <laughs> I I I like it. You know, like the whole. You guys go off and fight, and I'll just sit here and yeah. manicure my nails and watch what goes down. Yep. She does eventually join the fight, um, but before you actually pull her, if you do any emotes at her, she'll kill you. Ah! Or turn you into things like a, uh, a cloud of dust. <laughs> um, in the room that we fight her, there's two, cons- two Titan Construct heads, um, as well as chains that look very similar to chains that we've uh, seen before when dealing with previous old gods. Okay. Um... We're pretty certain that these are the chains that hold Nazoth in prison. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, these two have been playing the long game because this is now 10,000 years later. Oh my gosh. Yep. Talk about a long game. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's how long it's taken for all this to come together. Um, according to the PTR Dungeon Journal, which I did just look up like last week, so it's not likely to change, but it might. Yeah. Um, some... Uh, so, uh, uh, Ashara basically seems to be playing with us and tricking us into helping her power down the ancient wards in the room and letting Nazoth free. Oh. Um, even though she does join the fight, she does keep calling other tide mistresses and a couple other ads into the fight. Uh, the Dungeon Journal never says exactly when a fight ends, and we still don't have a raid fight, bit like raid strat video up yet. Watch it be up by the time we leave. I'll be sad. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm thoroughly convinced that we cannot beat her. Okay. There's no way. Um, I think she's got some sort of Xanatos Gambit out. Oh, snap. Yeah. Do you, do you remember what a Xanatos Gambit is? Do you remember the show Gargoyles? It was a Disney show, like, back in the 90s. I mean, I remember the aesthetic. Okay. Well, um... Biggest thing you need to know about Gargoyles is that the bad guy is Xenotos. Okay. And who's played by Jonathan Frakes. Because <laughs> giant nerd. Um, but uh, basically, anytime that he even seems to fail, it goes into a bigger plan of his. Okay. So, hence why it's called Xenotos' Gambit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I think that that's what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen after that, but yeah, I think we're going to free Nazoth. Uh oh. That's some heavy shit. Yeah. Oops. Eldritch gods. Just just undid the thing. Yep. Huh. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of like in Disney's Hercules when they release the Titans? Uh, you know what? It's been a very long time since I watched Hercules. I really don't remember off the top of my head. I don't know. They just release them and then they wreak havoc. Maybe. I think so. It's great because there's like one guy that's just like a walking mountain and he crushes everything and this other guy he's just like secretly a volcano and he just keeps like vomiting magma on everything and this other one looks like 
a skeleton made out of ice and he's you know the ice guy and he blows freezes things and there's a tornado dude who's made out of tornadoes and he's just fucking everything up and then there's just this one giant fat cyclops and his whole job is just to kill meg <laughs> thanks guy yeah that, i mean that sounds like a very simple it obviously didn't work but no it did wait what yeah he killed meg and then Hercules had to go to the underworld and dive into the oh, the okay. river Styx and like find her soul and pull her back out. And then Hercules, or not Hercules, Hades had a conniption because like he shouldn't have been able to survive that, and his head did that thing. Fire when he gets all mad, yeah. you know, like when you turn the the burner all the way up, or like when you 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 tip your when you're doing a flambe and you tip the pan and the heat catches on your liquid and goes kaplum. Me do a flambe. Uh-huh. Hey, now. I work in a kitchen. You I, do. I give references that I understand uh-huh. and ones that I don't just to spin it up a bit. <laughs> uh, it's actually quite impressive, the ones that you don't know that you still somehow know the reference to. Because other people reference it enough. Fair and enough. memes are definitely a thing and I internet, so. That's true. Okay. Fair enough. Um, let's get into some trivia, though. Trivia. Yeah. Uh, Ashara is voiced by Laura Post, who has a lot of anime credits, uh, which, um, one which I picked out recently because I watched it, uh, Little Witch Academia, she's Diana, um, but she also directed it. Oh, cool! Yeah, so, go. Heck um, yeah. That actually sounds like something I might even watch. It's really know. cute. It's witches, I like witches. It's really cute. Yeah? Yeah, um, I think you'll like one of the friends, uh, that she has, makes at the beginning. It's really cute. Uh... She's also Ari from League of Legends, Ooh. and she has roles in Sailor Moon and One Punch Man. Oh, nice, Sailor Moon! Yep. Um, Ashara is likely a reference to Ashara, who I think I'm pronouncing that wrong, and I'm so sorry. Um, she's a Semitic mother goddess worshipped in the Middle East. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she also shares some features with Kali, a Hindu goddess of death and destruction, which is fitting, because she's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's worshipped as a demigod, so it's quite fitting. Um, she also has very snake-like hair, likely inspired by Gorgons from Greek mythology. Oh, so yeah. Medusa. Definitely. Yeah. I, I put that one in there because I knew you'd, you'd actually understand that one. I did. I actually <laughs> held myself back earlier when you told me about the snaky hair. I was just like, oh, I make enough Greek references. I guess I'll let it pass. That's okay. I did it again. Yay! <laughs> That's teamwork. That's real friendship right there. Um, and Xavius is voiced by Michael Donovan, who also has a lot of other voice credits. Uh, one that gives me nightmares is he's in Fate Zero as uh, Risei Kotomine and Zoken Mato. Um, and then he's... He, one that makes me feel better is he's Fong in Reboot. <laughs> oh my god, I like, Reboot. No way. I was like, no way. He voices Fong and then fucking Kotomine. He just got to prove that he's got range. Oh, he's got a lot of range. Um, it's like when uh, Jim Carrey did that movie 23, and it was, like, good, but it was also terrifying. So I was like, You're, when are you going to be funny? I'm just waiting. I think he's good as a, as a serious actor. He is. He's got a lot of chops. He just got typecast also. Yeah. Like, so business is a, is a thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then Prince Ferrandis is a, uh, he's arachnophobic, which is something that I understand. Um, and he's voiced yeah. by Max Middleton, who voices Saitama in what, one, uh, one Punch Man. Oh, cool. Um, Some there, so they probably would have known each other from a previous oh, thing when they did One Punch I'm pretty Man together. Sure, I'm pretty sure all voice actors know each other in some way. Come on. 
Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, he's also Kosei in Your Lie in April, uh, and a lot of other anime and video game credits. And one of his farewell lines is, don't blindly trust anyone, especially your leaders. True, though. Yeah. True. In fact, get get rid of leaders altogether. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Well, I mean, maybe not. I don't know how well we'd cope as a society. I think there's too many people. I think we need to have some leaders. I think we just need to lose some people. I think that, you know, realistically, the population's probably going to get cut down by half in the next little while because of, like, environmental bullshit. And hopefully all the rich people die, too. And we can all just kind of go back to being, like, little groups of, you know, settler people trying to, like, live off the land and do their best they can. Technology will be gone. It'll be like the olden times, just with no kings. Okay, first thing here, Thanos. <laughs> no internet means that we can't do a podcast. <laughs> I'm just being realistic about our future, you know? It's not going to happen for, like, another 30 years. Okay. By then, we'll have made our riches off this beautiful (laughs) podcast and then squandered them all just in time for money to have also become a thing of the past. Okay. Hashtag dreams. Or, you know, we just become Star Trek and everything's good. What was that rye roll? (laughs) Is, Is Star Trek good? Yes. Is it? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. No one lives in poverty. She's giving me this, like, ridiculous look. I don't even know how to explain it. (laughs) Okay! Replicators, man. Nobody lives in poverty. No one has to go without food. I mean, that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's also, like, so nerdy all the time. I don't know if I want my entire existence to be Star Trek. Okay, well, not everyone has to be nerdy. There's room for other people, too, in in that universe. I mean, obviously, if you want to work on a spaceship, (laughs) you have to be nerdy. Not true. Can't I just be the girl who repeats everything the computer says? <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's it for today. Woo! All right. We would like to thank the Winnipeg Public Library. We recorded the Millennium Library in their beautiful Idea Mill Makerspace. Uh, our intro and outro music is by Kevin McLeod. You can find all of his work on his website in Competech.com. And our wonderful artwork is by our good friend Ben Hoffer. His Instagram is scorpiosoka7 if you would like to check out more of his work. That is S-C-O-R-P-I-U-S-O-K-A-7, the number seven. You should do it. It's a good follow. Yeah, he's got some new Legend of Zelda stuff up that is awesome. Fuck. Everybody loves Zelda. Yeah, it's actually Zelda. Oh, so yeah, it's not Link. It's Zelda. Yeah, it's actually Zelda with like short hair. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, that's all for us today, and uh, we'll notice you next time. Bye. <laughs>